guys, and welcome back to another episode of Biz Time with Asia. This is episode 221. I am so excited to be back to podcasting. I had an amazing senior season, and then this summer I took a lot of time off to travel and to see my people who live in different places. I have friends in DC and in New York and in Florida and in Washington, and I went to Europe. I was saying I went to Greece, but I also went to Croatia and London and Paris with my best friend Alyssa and my best friend CJ. So this summer was a ton of taking time off and I really missed being back at work. So now here we are. So thank you guys so much for keeping up with me on Snapchat and Instagram stories. I like I'm so proud of myself for doing Instagram stories. I thought I would like never be there because I like love Snapchat so much, but I feel like Instagram stories a little bit more like aesthetic, I guess. And I like just vlog on Snapchat. Sometimes it's like very confusing to go back and forth, but just trying to be like hip and trendy and cool and keep up with like life, fast paced life of social media. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. So thank you guys so much for keeping up with me on both of those things. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. We're talking about the podcast. So we're here, super pumped to be here. And today we're talking about people who are wanting to start a super big project in their business, who really want to like make waves or do something they've never done before, make a splash in their community, like switch things up and kind of pull like a now or never move. So for me, this was my magazine. I have a magazine called Slow What Magazine. And the reason that we're talking about this today is because I get asked about it all the time. People are always like, how did you start the magazine? Why did you start the magazine? Um, and some people, I think, really genuinely want to know about the specific of the magazines themselves. But I think a lot of people really just want to know how to follow the same pattern to do something big for themselves. So before I get into my story of the magazine, I want to tell you guys why it's so cool that you want to do something super big. Like you want to have a huge project. And if you don't want to have a huge project, if you don't want to start something new, these are maybe reasons why you should think about adding something like that to the plate. So the reason that you should want to do a super big project is because you are super bigly cool. There are things that you're doing in your business right now that are probably pretty pretty like repetitive. So for me, I take photos and I take photos. So you make jewelry, you just make jewelry, you teach yoga, and then you continue teaching yoga. You coach clients and you continue to coach clients. But you have so much more in you that you can offer to people. Like you're good at what you do and I think you want to level up and I don't want you guys to get bored with your business. So for me, taking photos probably could never be boring, but I'm always doing things to push myself and I'm always doing big projects like the magazine for example. So there are like people out there, if you think about it, who still don't know about you, even though you're super amazing and you're doing super cool things. And a big project is a really great opportunity for you to switch things up and stretch your wings and just fly. Is it Michael Jordan doesn't sing? He doesn't sing that song. R. Kelly sings that song. I don't know how I got there. Also, we're going to Chicago soon. And I think all I really want to do for John is go see anything related to Michael Jordan and the Bulls because he's like obsessed with 90s basketball. The fact that I know that is amazing because he always gives me crap that I don't know a lot about sports. How did we get on this topic? I don't know. We're going to get back to it. So you need to be doing something different to shake it up and get your name out there in front of people so that you can be going back to the core of what you really, really love to do. So that's what the magazine is for me. It's a huge thing that puts my name in front of tons more people than just my photos would. So if you know that you want to be doing something new, you want to change it up, you want to have a new project, you are allowed to be excited about it. And I don't want you to like squash the little person in you that wants to do something big. Like that little person is exciting. And speaking from the little person that is excited myself about whatever it is that you want to create, like don't squash those dreams for me. I want you guys 
to think about that one person who loves everything that you do. I know that you guys have those. Even from the very beginning of my photography business, I had friends from high school or just random people that came across and they were like, literally, I love everything that you put out there. And there are people like that for you guys. And I want you guys to be all that you can be for that person. I want you guys to look back and think like, wow, I can't believe that I really did that. Not like, I just never did. Or I really wish I would have done that. That's like the worst. It's really similar. There's like a quote on Pinterest. It's like, if I had gone to the gym when I first thought about it, I would have been done with my workout by now or something like that. If you start the project now, you will finish it a year earlier than if you started next year or tomorrow or next week. You guys get the idea. I want you to be generous with who you are, with your talents and your gifts for those people who love everything you do and for the people who haven't yet discovered it yet. And I want you to do the thing that you want to do. I know when I say that, that you have something on your mind and that's what I'm talking about today. Like a super big kind of scary, like you thought that was maybe super far out there project. That is what I want you guys to be thinking about today. This happens to me a lot every morning, every morning when I read my devotional. I actually have three devotionals. I read very fast and I just like to read three. They're all from Joyce Meyer. I love her. So I read all three of them and then I pray about them individually. But anyway, every single time I read one, I always think about my e-course. I'm always like, man, I feel like this is talking to me about my e-course. Like be all that God wants you to be, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like it's always talking to me about my e-course. So I know for sure that when I'm telling you guys today to start a big project, there's something on your mind. And I want to really, really encourage you guys to go forth with that project today. So I'm going to give you guys seven ways to get to this project up and running um, and just a nice little checklist. I've also made a really beautiful checklist. I didn't make it. I can't take the credit. I made the content and then my designer, Lucy, I'm going to put a link to her in my show notes because she's incredible. And so she's going to start designing my worksheets for you guys. And I'm so excited for you to see them. So there's going to be a worksheet for you, but I do want you to just sit back and listen and just get inspired and know that your big project really, really can happen. So here are the seven ways that you're going to get this project going. Number one, you have to really, really want it. Number two, just start. Number three, air it out. Number four, involve people. Number five, get help. Number six, find your purpose. And then number seven, figure out how it can grow. So like I mentioned before, for me, that was the magazine and the reason that we're talking about this today, like I told you, is that I have this digital magazine called Slow What Magazine. So for those of you who don't know, um, Slow is short, S-L-O, for San Luis Obispo, which is a town that I live in and love. And when I first started Slow What, I obviously hashtagged it, um, which was hashtag S-L-O-W-H-A-T, <laughs> when since there are no spaces in hashtag, looks like slow hat. <laughs> and my girlfriend, Audrey, was like, what's this cool thing you're doing, slow hat? And I was like, Pfft. I don't know what slow hat is. I don't know what you're talking about. So that's a nice little lesson in grammar there with hashtags. That makes it difficult. So now I capitalize slow and then put what smaller. This is not, this is not the point I'm trying to tell you guys. Anyway, so from, just start from like the very beginning of my magazine journey. When I was younger, I really wanted to be a magazine editor. I knew from like age 13, I really wanted to go into journalism. I was the news anchor at my school, at my high school. Um, and I had my own radio show, which I really enjoyed. I've always really loved media and I wanted to do something in it. But looking back, I didn't know that. I knew that I was always involved in it, but I never really like put two and two together. 
And I feel like that's so common in just everyone's lives that we look back and we're like, wow, that like all kind of makes sense now. And that's why I love the questions like, what did you do? Like, what did you want to be when you were 16? I think those are so eye-opening because we forget, like we forget what we wanted to be before the world starts to get in the way of like our true selves and our real passions. And the world's still telling us like, oh, that's not practical or that's too far-fetched or doesn't make enough money or like whatever the hell the world tells us. It's so cool to go back and realize like, wow, I've always wanted to do this and it will be worth it. So me, like six, no, probably like 13, eighth grade, I was the editor of my school newspaper and we made the whole thing on a Word document. <laughs> this was like back when we had to take typing classes. I actually think that my class, like I was, um, I graduated class 2007, but my year was um, one of the first or second maybe classes to take typing classes, which is insane. And now they don't do that. Clearly all kids know how to type. I think, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Hopefully. Anyway, back to the newspaper. At age 13, I was learning like leadership skills that I would prove by a lot and use for like the rest of my life. Um, and I'm so happy that God knows like what, what was he was doing because I would have no idea what I'd be doing with my life if I didn't have all these like small steps getting me to this. I was the, um, not magazine, the newspaper and uh, running the new show at my high school and then having my own radio show at high school. So Anyway, back at like 13, 14, 15, I really wanted to run my own magazine. There was a super short-lived show on MTV about being an internet magazine. I think it was called Miss 17. And I don't remember much about the show except that I was like enthralled by it. And that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to like wear a pencil skirt and like walk down a hallway and point at doors like, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Susie, hope to have your article at my desk by noon. Andy, take the rest of the day off. Like, Bobby, see you in my office. I don't know. I just like really, really wanted to do. And I wanted to be like cool and young and nice and respected. And I was really good at walking in heels on my dream. I look great in that dream. But also, oh my God, you guys can imagine how excited I was when I got to interview the editor-in-chief of Seventeen Magazine. I interviewed her in Choquette in episode 216. I about die. I actually like legitimately about died because I had the flu. It was the worst, but I survived. Um, but I also got to meet one of my childhood idols. So that was really exciting. You guys should really listen to them. So anyway, so I've always wanted to run my own magazine. And then at some point I realized that like corporate life, which I feel like a magazine is, I don't know, but I'm assuming it wasn't my jam. Like I've never worked corporate. I've worked, I've never worked for a chain, which is crazy because I've had like 18 million jobs in my life, but I've always worked for small businesses. And when I moved to slow for college, it's a small town. I really fell in love with the place. And somewhere along the lines, I realized that I would hate to live in a city where most of those magazines were based. And I didn't want to work my way up a corporate ladder, honestly. And I just don't, I don't like doing the things that I don't like to do. Like I didn't want to write articles. I didn't want to write. I didn't even have dreams of writing articles. Honestly, I love writing, but it's not like my ultimate passion. I don't know shit about graphic design and I don't know how the heck I would show off any skills that I have for a magazine. I would have a lot to prove to be able to work for a magazine. Like why hire me? I don't know. I don't have any skills that you guys could even use me for. And I just didn't have the experience or even the drive to get the experience to work my way up to prove to a magazine that I could work for them. I didn't I just didn't want to have to like prove myself to anybody. I don't know. That sounds bad, but it's true. I would hate working for a magazine, but I really wanted my dream. So one day when I sat down with running my own magazine dream, I realized that I didn't have to wait for somebody to tell me I could do it for them and that I could just do it for myself. Oh, that feels very inspiring to me. I'm re-inspiring myself. I'm really using this episode to inspire myself for my e-course, by the way. Anyway, so my lesson from that drawdown story is that when you want to do something, you're not allowed to tell yourself that because of where you live or your skills, or your lack of skills or whatever excuse you have that you can't do it. You can do whatever the F you want, literally. Okay. Step one, 
really, really want to do it. So by this time, we probably established we really, really want to do it, but here is why. So the thing with big projects is they're really big. They are groundbreaking, blinking, that's not a word, groundbreaking. They, they like make a splash. Like big projects are one of those things where like a ton of elements come together and you're like, holy F did I just do it? And you have to really want to do it. John and I have been given this advice a lot about having kids recently because um, we're eventually going to get married and maybe have kids or maybe not. And some people say, don't have them until you really want them. And I would venture out to say that kids are like a really big project. And so the same thing kind of goes like, don't do it until you really want to do it. And that doesn't mean until you're ready. I mean, if we're keeping with the kids example, like who is ever like ready for kids? Nobody's ready for kids. This isn't do it when you're ready. This is do it when you really want to do it. And the reason that you need to wait until then is because it takes so much commitment, so much time. And there are days when you're like, why did I do this thing ever? And if you didn't want to do it, that's the time that you're going to give up. You can't give up with kids, so we're just going to cut the kid metaphor now. But with projects in your business, especially when you're running the show solo, especially then, you could put in a ton of time and energy into starting a project because starting is like the biggest energy requirement and then decide that you don't really want to do it and then all that emotional and creative energy just poofed. It disappeared. It went away. So I want to make sure that you guys really, really want to do it before you even start. If you want to do it now, that means that you're ready. If you're like, meh. Sounds kind of meh, sounds kind of okay. I want you to wait until that excitement like amplifies, bubbles up, and then just go ham. My business coach, Sarah Jane, said, I want you to do it when you feel like there's no way you can't do it. Like you have to do it now. And I love that. The second thing I want you guys to do when you're starting a new project is to just start. And I realize that number two, just starting, is a little contrary to number one. But on the contrary, it's very complimentary because when you want to do it, I want you to just start the damn thing. So in 2012, I decided that I wanted to make a magazine. Actually, you know when I started? I started, I wanted to do it in 2012, and I started in 2014. I don't know why it took me so long. Uh, no, I do know why. One of my friends was like, you don't have the audience yet to do this big project. And he was right, in a way. I didn't, I didn't have the audience yet. But I wouldn't have minded starting the magazine with no audience and building an audience that way. That would have been super awesome because when I did start the magazine and I had a few thousand people paying attention, it was horrible. (laughs) That first issue was so bad. I did everything myself. I wrote every article. I did all the graphic design. It's literally a lot like (laughs) it's very bad, that first issue. You guys can totally go look at it. Slowwhatmagazine.com. I can put the link in the show notes. Oh, man, it's hilarious. But had I not started, I couldn't have continued. So if you have no clay on the table, you can't shape it into what you want to be. Practice makes perfect. Whatever it is, just get out there and do it and just start it now. You don't need an audience. You can perfect it on your own. Just start it now. I made... (laughs) so many errors. I can't wait for you guys to flip through this magazine. Some of the pages are like sized incorrectly. There's like huge gaps of the photo, like distorted in weird ways. Like some, one of them, I look like a midget. I mean, I kind of always look like a midget because I'm like five foot tall, but I'm like squished. It's so weird. The cover has like 18 fonts. I did everything in Photoshop, which was so painfully a waste of time. Like if you know anything about design, you know, that was so dumb. I should have done everything in InDesign. I had to do each page individually. I didn't even know how to get it all together into, into a PDF. Like Here's how these weekends would go down. I would take off the whole weekend, and John and I had a routine. He would come over Friday night to my office. He would listen to podcasts. We would get Petra, which is a Mediterranean um, restaurant in town that I love. I would be up literally all night long, which if you knew me, you would question how that was ever even possible because I never stay up all night, but I would stay up to like 4 or 5 in the morning. We would sleep at my office. My little couch like pulls out into a little bed. I got it from Ikea. What is that called? Futon. 
not comfortable. I would wake up and then we would do it all over again. One weekend I worked 50 hours between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 50 hours. You guys think I'm making this up. Is that mathematically possible? Uh, yeah, it is. I kept a time tracker at the time and I knew, and I really wanted to do the magazine, obviously. Once there was like a typo and I was like, I don't care. I'm not going to go back into that damn PSD file and figure it out. I'm just going to keep it up there. I can't even imagine how many typos there are in that thing. I just wanted to start it. I wanted to get it out there really, really fast. Um, for those of you guys who are actually interested in making the magazine, please let me know and I'll give you guys all the resources, by the way. Not Photoshop is what I'm trying to tell you. Number three, after really, really wanting to do it and then just starting, is I want you guys to air it out. So when you have a really big project that you've wanted to do for a super long time, you've been thinking about it by yourself for a long time, and that's good and that's bad, and here's why it's good. Number one, you really want to do it if you've been thinking about it for a long time, and you're going to be so proud of yourself for doing it, and you're about to kick ass. You are determined, and you are ready for action. The only thing that's not great about projects that have been sitting in your brain for a long time is that they have a lot of baggage with them. The project that you came up with years ago has been sitting like in the basement of your brain collecting dust and like may come out of the closet still thinking it's 2012. So you need to tell someone who has heard it for the first time like today in today's world with your current business model and your skills and your current you as the boss, give this project kind of a fresh start. Like the project that you created but didn't take action on, you didn't take action on for a reason. And so you need to get the concept out there, visualize it and revisualize it fit the current you-ness. You have evolved since your idea started and your idea needs a chance to evolve too. So if you just thought of this idea, I want you to take action on it immediately and disregard everything I just said and you do you. I'm proud of you from head to toe, girl. You do you. (laughs) Number four, I want you to involve people. So here's the cool thing about people. People know other people and people have ideas that you didn't think of. People can keep you accountable. They can annoyingly ask you how that thing is going. People can be a part of your new thing. If you want to air out your idea to yourself first before you start telling friends, totally do that. But the only way to make something happen is to put it out there and let people know that it's a thing. After all, unless you're creating this project, product, whatever it is for like aliens, people are the ones who are going to be enjoying and benefiting from this cool new project. You don't have to let people be in on the project, but feel free to just bounce ideas off your biz besties and your supportive partner, whoever it is that like who is in your corner, who you go to for this kind of thing. If you don't have these kind of people, you need to find them step one before you do anything else. Before you have coffee this morning, I need you to reach out and find some people that you can connect with in this way. I'm actually, that's what my e-course is about, you guys. So stay tuned. It's going to happen. Actually, a little plug, asiacroson.com slash P-Y-O-T, which stands for Put Yourself Out There. Also reminds me of the Michael Jackson song, Pretty Young Thing which is on the center stage soundtrack, which is also my favorite movie. This is a tangent. You guys should totally go to asiacrosen.com slash PYOT. Get on the waiting list. It's going to be amazing. Halfway done with recording the content. It is incredible. Anyway, so I, of course, had to involve people in my sewer big project because I have to take pictures of somebody for my magazine, right? Um, I'm also an extrovert, and I just want to, like, share all of my ideas. And having someone to be excited about your project with you and to bounce ideas off of and to tell other people about, this makes your project seem very real and very awesome. For me, involving people in the magazine led to really amazing opportunities. Like, eventually I found my co-editor spreading the word about my project, my business, and having the project build a reputation for itself outside of me is like the coolest thing. So involving people that you're like, just makes it that you're not doing this thing alone. There's a lot to be said about it being your project, but you don't have to do anything alone. And that leads me to number five, get help. You don't have to. This is just a recommendation. So after an issue issue of the magazine, working 8,000 hours by myself, God sent me an angel by the name of Alyssa. And Alyssa wrote me, 
a super sweet email. I'm going to literally read it to you word for word. She basically told me that my magazine was shit and that I needed her help. <laughs> I'm just joking. She didn't say that. I'm going to read it to you. Also, this is a really great um, kind of template if you guys want to reach out to somebody. Hi, Alyssa. Nope. She said, did not say Alyssa. That's her name. Hi, Asia. My name is Alyssa and I'm going to be a second year graphic communications major next year at Cal Poly. I know this is random, but I saw your magazine in sight because I'm in this sorority and blah, 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 posted about it on our Facebook. I was looking through your magazine and thought it was super fun and cool. Pause here. The reason that she heard of me is because I had photographed somebody else and I had asked that person to share it, aka involved people, and that's how she heard of me. I love graphic design and fashion and dream about working at a magazine someday when I graduate. Alyssa, good for you for not waiting till you graduate. You go, girl. I'm not sure if you are located in Slow or even doing any internships. Side note, the magazine's called Slow What? So of course I'm in Slow. Alyssa, pay attention. And I didn't do internships at the time. She was one of my very first interns. But I thought I would just shoot you a message and see if you would need any extra help this coming year or anything. I know getting any experience I can in college is important. Yes, it is. And I would love to maybe collaborate or even just shadow your magazine design process. I had none. Anyways, I know you might not need any help or be looking, but I thought I would just let you know that your magazine is awesome and I would love to maybe help out this upcoming year if you're ever looking for an extra hand. If not, it's totally fine. Like I said, I thought I'd just send you an email and see. I attached a couple pictures of some of the designs I like to do and I've done for some of my friends. Sorry for the long email. Isn't she the cutest? I can't handle it. Now it's so funny looking back on this because that was two years ago and Alyssa runs my magazine now. She kicks ass. It's incredible. I'm so proud of her for writing this email. I say this quote a lot. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with people. And what's hilarious about that is I wasn't going fast at all by myself and I wasn't able to go far. And at a certain point, you have to realize that the genius behind your project isn't just that it's a one woman show. Like treat your project and the people enjoying it with like enough respect to know when and what you need to hand over to people more skilled at certain things than you are. I want you to make a list of all the things involved in the project. So for me, that was article writing, design, marketing, photography, business connections, coordinating, styling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. And I had to decide what was imperative for me to do in this project and what I could pass on. Photography is the number one thing that I have to keep all to myself. So I do all the photos in the magazine and the rest, someone else is better at than I am. In order for like this project to keep going, I couldn't keep doing subpar work and trying to do it all by myself. That like wasn't treating the project with like the love and the energy it deserved. If we want to just circle it back to like the kid thing, that would be like, I am going to do everything for my kid. I'm going to teach my kid how to swim. I'm going to homeschool my kid. I'm going to teach my kid how to drive. Those are actually very normal things that you teach your kid. I need a better example of this. What if you were like, I want my kid to be an Olympic gymnast. And you're like, I'm going to just teach my kid, even though I've never been an Olympic gymnast before. That doesn't make any sense. You want to treat this project like it's your child. You want to give it the best coaches, the best whatever. So you want to be involving people who can do that. I hope I saved that there. I think homeschooling is great. Anyway, we're moving on. (laughs) If you can do it all in your project, sure, do it all. And it may very well just start that way like I did with the magazine. But if there comes a point where you feel like stopping because you're doing too much, that's the time that you need to get help. Do not give up. Do not give up. So told you guys that was two years ago. Alyssa's the bomb. She designs the whole magazine. She has the final say in article submissions, the model choices. Um, I can honestly say that I wouldn't be able to continue the magazine without her. And I'm really, really grateful that I got the help that I needed for it to make it keep happening. Number six, number six, the sixth thing that you need to do when you're starting a big project is give it a purpose. This is I think the most important part of the whole process. 
super big projects are really, really big. And it's possible that they are something that you've never done before, something that nobody's ever done before. And like we talked about, they're going to evolve and they're going to be pulled in different directions and they're going to get hard and they're also going to have opportunities to grow in unexpected ways. With the magazine, we've had a lot of opportunities to monetize it in ways that I just didn't feel too hot about it. So right now, the magazine is just a really great indirect marketing tool for me. Um, And sometimes I like ask myself, like, why the heck am I doing this again? Like, it takes so much work because no matter how much you love a project, there comes a time when you're like, oh my god, the time I put into this, there, it's a lot of minutes, hours, time. The biggest, biggest thing though that has helped me stay aligned with just continuing with the magazine is my purpose for the magazine. So. I had to sit down with myself and ask myself, if I'm not planning on monetizing this because that just didn't feel good for me, what am I doing with this project? So I wrote down and here are my intentions. Number one, I want to push myself photographically and I want to photograph things that I wouldn't photograph normally or show off my photos in a way that I don't typically show them off. Number two, I want to build relationships with other business owners. So I'm photographing their businesses and I'm giving them an opportunity to show off to my audience. Number three, I want to mentor college students. So you may have noticed that these aren't like the intentions of the magazine. This isn't like as a reader, these aren't the things that you can see from a magazine. For my audience, the magazine is intended to like show off how cool slow is and and gives college students a chance to show off their writing and to have ownership over something they've created. And like I said, it's a marketing tool for me. The, and the magazine's also like has an underlying foundation of being really positive and just showing off slow. So when I started the magazine, there was not a lot of opportunity to stay in slow after you graduated. And I really wanted to be like, please stay here. It's cool. I swear. It's so cool. I really wanted it to like appeal to college age people and young professionals. But none of that was at the core of why I started it. And I, so you, I want you guys to think about what your project is doing for you. Like you, it can be, that can be financial. They can be selfish. They should be selfish. And they should give your project the boundaries it needs to be who it really is and also give it the freedom to grow. So that leads me so nicely into the seventh, the numero siete thing that you guys need to do when you're starting a big project. And that is figuring out how it can grow. So we want to figure out how this project can grow for two reasons. Number one, we want to make sure that we're aligning it down the path, like down the direction we're trying to go. You want to start laying the foundation for the bigger picture, even if you feel like the bigger picture is way out of your reach. You are on the path for this project of yours to grow. It is growing. Just the fact that you're listening to this episode right now, you're thinking about the project, you're going to start taking action on this project means that it's growing. We want to go back to the child metaphor, which I'm really loving. I want you to treat it like a baby. Like you buy you don't know that we just like so many babies have shoes. Babies can't walk, but babies have shoes because babies will walk eventually. All of the babies are learning how to walk. Take some time, but they do. You know it's going to walk and you're preparing for it. You're buying those baby really cute shoes. And I want you to lead this baby to taking its first steps. The second reason that we want to figure out how this can grow is because it's very motivating and exciting to think about where this project could take you. I love envisioning like where the magazine can grow, like the things that it can become, how it can be reaching more people, how it can be an opportunity for other people who are going to be reaching out to me. Alyssa is graduating this year, which is heartbreaking, but I'm so excited to think about the other people who are going to be stepping into her position, how exciting it is for them. And it really keeps me going when I'm like, wow, such cool things are going to come from this super huge project. So I'm going to recap the seven things I want you guys to do and to think about when you're starting a big project. Number one, really, really want it. It's going to take a lot of work and I don't want you guys to give up. Number two, just start. 
No excuses, no ifs, ands, or buts. Just start. Number three, air it out. Give it a little room to breathe and see how it's evolved since you first thought about the idea. Number four, involve people, which is really tied into number five, which is get help. Number six, find your purpose in doing this. What is this project doing for your life? Also thinking about what it's doing for the audience, the people it's reaching, but what is it doing for you? And then number seven, figuring out how it can grow. I'm really excited to re-listen to this episode for myself because I am just so excited about this e-course, you guys. I know I've been talking about it and creating it for so long, and I'm so excited. I am working through all of these steps, and I'm making it happen. I really, really am. So I'm really excited to re-listen to this for myself and just give myself some inspiration on continuing with this project and being on the other side of the magazine and in the middle of these these two big projects. I want to tell you guys it's really, really worth it to like step outside of your box. You don't have to just take photos. You don't have to just coach clients. You don't have to just teach yoga. You don't have to just make jewelry. You really can be doing so many other big things. You're, you have the opportunity to be more you with your talents and with your gifts and the world needs that and the world likes that. I would really like it. So if you guys have a big project that you're thinking about starting right now, let me know. I seriously would love, love to watch it grow, to be a part of it. Anything. Email me asiacroson at gmail.com. Seriously, I would love to know. You guys can Instagram me, snap me. I love being inspired by other people's big projects and just seeing them grow. I think it's so amazing. I love watching my friends with their big projects. It inspires me. So another reason to have a big project is you don't know who you guys can be inspiring. You're going to be inspiring me with your big project. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so excited for you and the things that you're doing in your business. And if you haven't thought of a big idea yet, I can't wait to hear about potentially in the future, what you come up with. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to go to asiacosin.com slash podcast, you can see all of the episodes. And then asiacrosin.com slash library has a free download for today, which is the checklist on starting your big project. And then it will have all of the other, any kind of freebie downloadable resources that I'll be creating in the future, um, which are going to be so beautiful. I'm like so excited for you guys. I really honestly just please go download it because it's so gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, did I tell you, thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys are having an amazing freaking day. See you in the next one. Bye.